It's 11 a.m. on Friday, and you know what that means. You're listening to TNT in the mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr. And I'm Thomas Lynn Murphy. Lock in and join us in talking all things sports from the Plains and around the SEC every Friday at 11 a.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. we got a busy week here on the Plains. Auburn women's basketball shocked the world last night with Coach Jay. Auburn men's basketball is on top of the AP poll, took down Kentucky. Auburn gymnastics back in Auburn Arena for the Auburn Iron Bowl. And guys, we got so much more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We'll be right with you. Happy Friday. My name is Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy, and today we're joined by our good friend Daniel Locke. Daniel, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome on, man. Harrison, Thomas, thanks so much for having me. Um, I intended on doing some homework, but screw homework. Let's talk sports. There we go. Uh, that's I did not, if your professors ask, I, I did not enable this, but that's, uh, that's <laughs> we're glad to, out we're there. glad to have you on, Daniel. Um, for those of you guys who do not know, Daniel, you're a sophomore, correct? Uh, freshman. Freshman. Man, I keep wanting to make you older than you are. Well, Daniel's one of our bright minds here at Weagle 91.1 FM and all of Auburn Student Media for that matter. And he is the host of the Eagles Nest? Yeah. Yes, right. Okay. And that is every... Go every play. Thursday at 10. And uh, me and Griggs Blankenberg, we talk all things sports. We're going to start getting into some soccer because that's not something that's very broadly covered here. Um, I'm a big fan of a team called Storm Sculter, which plays in Norway's Elite Syrian. So that's not something you're ever going to hear here on Weagle. So we're going to get into that league some next week. I'm just, yeah, I've never heard of it. I'm, I'm curious. That's sick. Uh, glad to have you on. Uh, Appreciate glad it. We're diversifying our portfolio. First and foremost, guys, you know me um, and my, how much I enjoy watching women's college basketball. Uh, I cannot go another minute without talking about what happened on the planes last night. <laughs> um for those of you guys who were, I don't know, living under a rock, and I know that usually women's basketball kind of can fly under the radar, but like if you don't follow like SportsCenter on social medias or even watch you know, at, at SportsCenter with SVP or not with SVP, I don't know how you didn't see this. Auburn entered last night's contest against the number four Tennessee Lady Vols. 0-7 in conference, 8-10 overall, I believe. And I I imagine if there was a BPI, Basketball Power Index, on it last night, it would have been like a 2% chance for Auburn to win. I'd Probably even less than probably that. Probably less honestly. than that. Auburn was going to need a perfect game, and they were going to need Tennessee to not play perfect. Well, um, all the stars align. Johnny Harris got her first SEC win as the head coach at Auburn. The Tigers took down and upset the number four Lady Vols. The court was stormed. Auburn got its first SEC win in over, guys, over 600 days. Goodness, That's crazy. Is that not nuts? First SEC win in over 600 days. And first top five win And do either of you guys know the answer to this one? No. First top five win in 1997? Since in 25 years, since 1997. Because I did the graphic for it. You did the graphic. (laughs) Does anybody, anybody have any idea who the head coach of Auburn was in 1997? Um, Was it? Um, the guy they honored yeah, on Sunday. So I'm gonna guess. Um, Joe Champion. Joe Champion. Yeah. There we go. Well done, Daniel. Well done. Well done. Anyways, just needed to 
to talk about just for a minute, guys, how big of a win this is. And I'm going to I'm going to run down some stat lines real quick just so you guys can understand uh, the nature of, of of how out of their minds some of these girls played last night. First off, Aisha Koulibaly, she might not be human. She's having an incredible season. I mean, she is unreal. Is she projected to be like going to the WNBA? No, like, no really, really. She's putting up usually. Fast, usually, though, that's crazy. Uh, women's basketball they play for at least four years. That right. not at least, at least at least three years. They're usually three or four year. I saw that she went down with an injury. Was she okay? She she, came she was back. down for like three minutes of game time. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, let me let me read you her stat line, Daniel. So Aisha Koulibaly in thirty seven minutes played out of the forty. Two for three from the free point line, three point line, 10 of uh, 14 from the field, four of eight from the free throw, seven total rebounds, two steals, and 26 points. I want you guys to know Auburn hung 71. <laughs> That's nuts. That's yeah. bonkers. The second highest scorer was Saniah Wells last night, who was money from the free throw line. You want to put the ball in her hands. I heard, I think on the broadcast, Thomas, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, she's only missed three field goal, uh, not field goals, uh, free throws, three free throws all year. Sounds about right because I'm pretty four. sure she's 90%, like above 90%. She's over 90% from, from the stripe. Yep. Wow. That's it's always that's key not to have a player no. like that on your team. And and, and it's unreal. Jayla, jo- Jayla Jordan shot the lights out last night. Uh, it says two for six from three-point range, which is – Kind of deceptive, and in four of twelve from the floor, so those numbers are not backing up what I'm saying. But also, Jayla got forced into a lot of bad, you know, shots at the at the buzzer for each, you know, each possession clock. But she, I, I'd, I'd venture to say, and I need, I need to go back and look. Two of Jayla's field, field goals, just like the two point shots that she made, were super deep, like foot on the line, right? Kind of deals, and I mean. The defense was lights out. She had two blocks and two steals, so she had an all-around like just great performance. Auburn forced number four Tennessee into twenty-two turnovers. Would anybody like to take a guess how many turnovers Auburn committed? It was I know it was less than two. Nine. Yeah. The crazy that the crazy is stat is bonkers. I don't know if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Points off of turnovers. They had how many Tennessee have turnover wise? How many? Twenty-two. Twenty-two turnovers. Auburn had 28 points of off off of their turnovers. I mean, that's winning basketball right there. And and to put this into some scale here, Daniel, you, you're I know you're a freshman, so actually this might be a bad bad question to ask you here. But but Thomas Lynn chime in too. You guys ever seen Auburn roll tumors for women's basketball before? I've never heard of it. No, I've been an Auburn fan my entire life. I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, it happened last night. It I've did. been an Auburn fan for three years. I've never heard of it. Exactly, and that's fair. Yeah, Auburn rolled tumors last night. Coach Jay was at Tumors Corner yep. last night. That's awesome. This is this is big. I don't I don't think people understand. Like bad teams beat really good teams all the time, and I and I don't want to call this Auburn team bad because I think everyone at this table agrees that Auburn women's hoops is so much better than its record shows. Because, I mean, look at all the one-possession games Auburn has lost. But I digress. This is just unreal that that there's there's enough support to roll tumors. 
I'll tell you how big that game was. And for the program and for Johnny Harris, it reminds me just of January 16th of 2016 when Bruce Pearl and Auburn broke that losing streak against Kentucky and beat the best team in the SEC, Kentucky, at home. It, it reminds me a lot of that game and like a breakthrough win for the entire program. And it's funny you say that because last week, Jacob, we had Jacob Hillman on last week, Daniel. Um, so Hillman came in and, and spoke to us, gave us a good state of the jungle address, as our president should. But uh, Hillman came on last week, and he was making comparisons of Coach Harris's first season to Coach Pearl's first season, VPs uh, on the plane, planes. There are a lot of similarities. Not in terms of, I mean, I, I think that Pearl might have inherited a little bit better of a program. And I, I hate saying that there's not much talent on this women's basketball team because I think there's pieces. You know, I, it feels like you're kind of close to being a middle-of-the-pack a middle of the pack team, which right now Auburn would take in a heartbeat, by the way. But I feel like this is, like you said, Thomas Lynn, headed in the same trajectory. You, you hope so. I mean, already bringing in a top-20 class. Yeah, that was huge. Oh, wow. I must have missed that. In her first year. Not top, bad at all. Yeah. That was, that was like top 15. It might be by now, honestly. Um, that, I don't. I know Bruce Pearl didn't do that in his first year. Yeah. It's also recruiting's different. Really? But, and I, I'm not saying easier or more difficult. I'm just saying just different. It is. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, it is um, a quick turnaround. Well, also, to my, this kind of brings me to my next point that we were going to talk about today, Thomas Lynn. And and Daniel, I'd love for you to chime in and give us your thoughts on this. If if you were not a Coach J believer before last night, and you're still not a Coach J believer, just come to the Eagle Eye office here in the Melton Student Center and the Eagle Eye Weagle Suite, and 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 I just want to talk, and, and I I need to know what you're on because this Coach J is the answer, right? I'm I'm I I've been convinced for a while. Just because, you know, I like what I've seen. I like what I've heard. And, you know, you're not going to get results right away. That's just kind of a sports thing. But if any, everyone should be a believer now. Because stuff like last night doesn't just happen. Like, I know you made a comment that bad teams beat good teams. But this is something special. Like, that is huge. A top five win? Like, come on. Like, that that's awesome. Something that her predecessor never did. And I'm not. This is not me throwing shade at Coach Flo. Don't 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 get it twisted, please. But I mean, we've had two coaches come through the plains, right? That never got a top five win. Nope. Harris did it in there in her first year. If you're not a believer, I don't know what's going to make you believe. You know what I mean? Yep. And you want to know a fun stat that I heard from from uh, Brett Bowen? Let's hear it. The team that Auburn beat in 1997, top five ranked team. Does anyone know who it was? I'm going to guess Tennessee Lady Vols. The Tennessee Lady Vols. Do you happen to know what Auburn did after that? At the following the conclusion of that season, rolled Tumor's corner. Wait, no. At the end of the season, they won the championship. They won the SEC championship. I'm not saying this at all. <laughs> Do not get it twisted. But the last time. Auburn women's basketball had a ranked win, a win over a top five opponent. Mind you, also this is Auburn's second win over a ranked team this year. Yeah, Georgia Tech. Georgia right, Tech right. earlier in the year. Right. Second win over a ranked team. So I mean, food for thought. Just keep that in mind. The last time that happened, Auburn won the SEC tournament, but like, still won the SEC. Food for thought. They're gonna need a lot to happen come March to make a run because. 
looking at it, they'll have one of the lower seeds and have to really push through win what three four straight games in a row but unless if they can if they can win one two games in SEC tournament I mean unless, that's a, a unless they just go on a run I mean, they could Bruce Pearl and that uh KTRL team didn't I can't even remember what year it was 2016 17 something around there they were a low seed and uh, lost Kentucky in the championship but by my count right now Auburn is one and seven in the conference there are Eight conference games remaining. I'm not saying it's going to happen. You guys, you guys know what I, know where I'm going with this. But if you, you beat Tennessee, mind you, they beat Tennessee 71-61. They beat them by 10 last night. They, they took care of business, period. You've got Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, which Mississippi State's going to be a t- another very, very tough game. Arkansas, Florida, South Carolina. Now that one, know. that's a different story. Uh, and, and I don't say that just because of the state of Auburn. I say that because of the state of South Carolina. Well, thing is, we were saying the same thing against this Tennessee team. So yeah, exactly, but. exactly. Ole Miss, Georgia, another good, good basketball, uh, good women's basketball program. Not definitely not a good men's basketball program. But uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to sneak that one in there. There are winnable games, and the uh, the future. I think, in my opinion, I think I'm safe to say this on behalf of TNT in the morning. The future for Auburn women's basketball is bright. And uh, I love to hear what our fans have to say about it. Tweet at us at TNT in the AM or tweet at my handles at by Harrison Tarr. I think Thomas Lynn's is at, at Thomas Lynn 25. Something, something like that. Something to that degree. Tweet at us and ask us if you got any questions about women's basketball, men's basketball, what the sky looks like outside, what we're having for lunch at Chick-fil-A afterwards. Just let us know. We'd love to catch up with you guys. We are going to step away to a little push and PSA break. And uh, we'll be right back with you guys here in two minutes. Welcome back to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Coming to you live from our studio here in the Melton Student Center. It is Friday, January 28th, 2022. Gentlemen, how was your walk into, into the studio today? I, I, the vibes were immaculate today. I thought the, it was kind of like a nice temperature. I thought it was going to yeah. be colder. And I could have used some more sunshine. But uh, it's long as, long as, as long as it's not raining, man. Right. That, that's me too. It's starting yeah. to heat up a little bit. We're starting somewhat getting there. It's January. Well, well, I know, what do you want about? Slowly but surely <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, just day by day. We're slowly getting a little less cold. Yeah, Except for like the Saturdays. I don't know what's up with Mother Nature, but it just yeah, it's loves some, to just be cold, on, cold Saturdays, on Saturdays. And then every other day it's like starting to get up there in the 50s and then starting into like the 60s next week. But like days we have to camp out, I mean, why? Yeah. Why is it going to be so cold? Daniel, you, you, you said, we were talking about you being a freshman earlier. Speaking of it being cold, uh, as someone who this is their fourth spring semester, to someone who this is their first their first spring semester, for whatever reason, it is either spring semesters are either gorgeous and 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 like nice, almost t shirt. You almost want to wear a t shirt weather, mm-hmm. or just rainy and really freaking cold for no reason. And it's nowhere in between. Nope, never. Mm-hmm. You'll get like four or five days. Where you're like, wow, it's sunny and really cold. And then the rest you'll be like, well, I'm drenched. Or man, I almost could break out the t shirt. You know what I mean? Somewhere between there. Auburn's a weird place. It is weird. Yeah, I've, I've noticed. But I do. I, lo- I love you, Auburn, Alabama, just so you guys know. The worst <laughs> is when it's, like, freezing cold in the morning, you're bundled up, and then by the afternoon you're it's, You're shedding like, layers, man. Oh. It's awful. The, like, like, late March, yep. around our birthdays, mm-hmm. I guess a little, little after our birthdays. Which, by the way, Thomas Lennon and I, we're day apart, right? One day? March 12th, Smon. Oh, we're six days apart. Who's one day apart from me? Oh, whatever. We still have, like, the greatest birthdays. That's facts. Ever. Uh, Thomas Lynn and I are your two hosts of 
your co-hosts of uh, TNT in the morning are six days apart. And I need to get back to something that involves sports after this, but I want to go and say this. Um, around our birthday is when you always get those, like, it's really, really cold in the morning. And then in the afternoon, it's literally 70. And you're Good like, golf weather, though. Great I mean, golf weather, I mean, man. Do you golf, Daniel? I do. Do you golf well? Working on it. Okay. I don't golf well. I'm a, Neither I'm does a Thomas mid-90s Lynn. guy right now. Okay. Okay. So, like, we're all pretty... Yeah. On the same level. I'm going right after this to the links, actually. Yeah, per usual. <laughs> Let me know when you start getting better at golf, and we'll talk about it. Anyways, right. on to sports that uh, – back to Auburn sports. Like I said, you're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We were just talking about Auburn women's basketball's just monumental win. I, I'm willing to call it monumental in, in the first block of the show. And now it's time to transition into tonight's. Festivities at Auburn Arena. I will be at Auburn Arena three days in a row. Thomas Lynn, what else is new? Nothing. Nothing. I do live there. It's okay. So Auburn took down Auburn as of last week. Y'all are going to have to quote me on this, Thomas Lynn. Auburn Gymnastics was uh, was ranked number seven in the country. Uh, and then they dropped 197.350 last week. And I presume that's out of that's out of 200, right? I think so. Yeah. So that's like good. It's really good. Well, mm-hmm. It was like a one of the top scores in Auburn gymnastics history. I can't remember where they've it done ranked. that back to back weeks. Yeah, it's it's always. Been, I mean, this team's going to continue to do special things. We know that. Like we said, it goes beyond Suni Lee. You, you've you've got Darian Goburn. Goburn. Uh, we've still got. Uh, oh come on, guys, help me out here. Um, all right, thanks. You're on, you're thanks on your crowd. own on this one. Thanks, crowd. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'm just names are slipping slipping away from me right now. Drew Watson. Gosh, I'm just I'm right there. So, Sophia Groth, Gabby McLawn. Uh, Ari, Ari Brush. I mean, this this team is deep. We knew this. That's exactly what Hillman was telling us last week. Just uh, some highlights. Uh, Suni Lee made her Auburn debut, shared the event title on bars, split it at a 9.9. For those of you wondering back home, that's really good. <laughs> um, and uh, Ari Brush tied her career best on the floor with a 9.9 and scored an 9875. On bars and beam. So, um, yeah, Auburn Arena was rocking last week. I expect it to be more rocking tonight, per yeah. usual. But uh, especially since people are kind of getting the hang of everything that's going on around so-called Pearlville and whatever we want to get into that. But this team is so special. If you're if you're, if you're listening here in Auburn, Alabama, if you're listening abroad, I mean, if, if you've got the opportunity – to get down to the plains, this is Jeff Grubb has got a squad this year. Auburn gymnastics is it's been very good since I've been on campus. This is this has been a tradition we've had is, is on campus as long as I can remember. But this year especially, I mean, we were talking to Hillman last week, uh, Thomas Lynn. They're going to be some not just not just a team championship bid, but there are going to be individual champions. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, from top to bottom, this team is, like, very talented. And it's not just Suni Lee, as you said. Like, all of them are super talented, have a lot of experience. So, I have high expectations for this team, and I think so does a lot of Auburn fans. Dan, are you watching gymnastics? I do. Um, I'm covering the game – or game. I'm covering the meet for Weagle tonight, so I'll be there. Okay, um, so – Shout, shout out your own Twitter handle so everybody knows to follow along. Uh, follow me at Daniel J. Locke for the most up-to-date um, updates tonight. And it'll be pretty good. I think we're going to take care of business. we got our rivals coming in. And, you know, we don't lose to Alabama around here. 
Yeah. So here's here's the question, guys. Um, so as as Daniel just teased, I'll, I'll go ahead and just give the quick information. Do you have the schedule in front of you, Tom Slint, so I can just make sure I'm absolutely correct on this? Uh, uh, I've got it. I've got it. It's a night at 8 p.m. I couldn't remember if it was at 7 or if it was at 8. What's Alabama ranked? Uh, nine. I said now. Thank nine. you. So it's eight versus nine. That's what it says here. I know Auburn was seven last week. Were they not? The rankings don't really matter. It all switches around. Gymnastics is, is, is Jesse a different Newell ball game. Ranking Auburn oh, in gymnastics. Good night. Jesse Newell <laughs> watched Auburn basketball on Tuesday and was like, "I'm also dropping there." Oh, he'll be unranked. Rank. Yeah, literally. So Auburn will play host to Alabama in-state foe, cross-state rival, biggest rival. Tonight at Auburn Arena, that'll be at 8 p.m. If you want to watch it, I think it's on SEC Network. ESPN2. ESPN2. Wow. Not even on the network. No. No. We're getting up there. Okay. Okay. I mean, SEC, let's be honest, guys. Like, Friday Night Lights rock. Like, that's what that, the spring version. Mm-hmm. College Gymnastics rocks. It, it's wildly entertaining. So, that's, that's sick. I didn't realize we were on, on two. I thought we were on the network. But, Okay. Very, very nice. I expect it to be a packed crowd. Uh, Auburn beat Alabama last year for the first time in I don't know how long. I just remember it was a monumental moment. Like everyone was like, "Wow, it's been a very long time since Auburn beat Alabama." Maybe it was the first time we beat Alabama or Auburn had excuse me, Auburn had beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa in X amount of years. But I think Auburn has a serious bid to repeat. I think we all agree that tonight should be an electric atmosphere. I. I I unfortunately was able to unable to go last week, which is un, very unlike me. I go to pretty much every meet. Uh, I heard the, the arena was electric. Oh, it was last packed. last week. It was, yeah, it was crazy. I wasn't in the arena, but I was working at Web. I mean, it was packed out. I mean, it's a sellout this year. Is it first time ever? Like, uh, yeah, they sold out of season tickets within the first thirty minutes. Oh yeah, that's insane. Which wow. is as they should be. Yeah, yeah uh, that's 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 awesome. To quote Bruce Pearl from last week, to see Auburn actually investing in other sports and trying to become buy into the you know everything school thing that is good uh it's good for athletics as a, as a whole now here's the million dollar question boys if auburn beats alabama tonight do we get a suny lee crimson crane i think you'll get an entire team crimson i hope crane. so and how quickly all right this is a genuine question how long does it take Auburn Twitter to deep fry it before it gets on. Like, how how many seconds? The over-under is 12. 12 seconds between the time that they they crimson crane and the time that they're that, that is posted on Twitter deep fried. Yeah, there will be people waiting ready to screenshot. I, no, I think you're right. I, I'm yeah. serious. Yeah, there will be people that take, or take pictures in some deep fry app they'll have on their phone that'll just deep fry it, which if that was an option for me, I would absolutely have that app. That'd be hilarious. But there's the memes from this. <laughs> oh, if it happens, and Alabama basketball on Tuesday, oh my, oh my lord, it's crazy. I mean, imagine like Suni Lee's on bars or something, and then does her. I forgot what it's called, but when you finish and you land, and then she hits like a ten and she knows it, and then just does the crimson crane. What if she just lands in the crimson crane? Oh, I mean wow. that that right there just deserves an automatic win. I mean, that's just disrespectful. Like, I can honestly say that I think it might get louder than the Devin Cambridge dunk on Saturday. That actually might happen. Like if if, if that if if not 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 obviously that won't happen. But but if Suni Lee hits a crimson crane, just like mid meet, 
or like right when they when Auburn realizes that they're going to win. If that happens, obviously you got to get there first. But that <laughs> I think that the arena would lose their minds. Oh yeah, and there's certainly going to be a ton of st- students and and fans in the stands, crimson graining. Um, and we got a couple minutes. What we got? We got about three minutes, and we I think we've wrapped up this gymnastics conversation quite well. What are y'all's thoughts on the crimson crane? I love it. I mean. When Oscar Chapman did it, that was hilarious. And I was like, we're about to win the Siren Bowl. Unfortunately, that didn't work out um, <laughs> at all. And it was very painful. But, you know, my best friend Will goes to Alabama. Uh, so I went to the game in Coleman Coliseum a couple weeks ago with him. When the buzzer hit, you know I did it. Oh, yeah. No. Like, and that, I think it's good for the rivalry both I ways. Too, yeah. I think it's fun. And could you imagine the Crimson Crane right now if Auburn would have pulled off the upset and gotten the win in the Iron Bowl? Like, how much it would have been, like especially I don't, with football. I don't think the Bama fans would have bought in as much. <laughs> I don't think so. No. If they if if Alabama would have would have lost the Iron Bowl, and I I honestly don't know that I can blame them. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know when when Cam Newton and the Panthers lost the Super Bowl against uh, the Broncos, Super Bowl Fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. Fifty. And they asked Cam like a week later if he was going to keep dabbing, and he was like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> And they're like, I think his words were, I, "I must put that to the side." And they were the reporters asking him why, and he and he goes, "We lost, <laughs> like yeah. like the, the the bit's over, you know." Uh, but now since Alabama did win, I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing that you know, the Iron Bowl went one way or another. Obviously, I I'm, I'm trying to stay unbiased, keep keep my opinions out of that or my personal fandom out of everything. I think if Alabama loses the Iron Bowl. It becomes more of a hostile, like Auburn toward Bama thing, but you know what I'm talking about, like Auburn clowning Bama. Maybe that's right. the way I should put it. Bama wins the Iron Bowl, and it kind of goes both ways. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not. And that's not me calling Alabama soft. That's just me saying, like, it, it was Alabama's thing first. Yeah, right. That was Jamison Williams. Yeah, it was Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams yep. the one started. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was him or. Uh, Mechie. John Mechie. Um, Jamison. Yeah, I'm just, sorry. I'm just name-dropping potential first-round talent wide receivers. But anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't remember uh, who started that. But that, that was like Bama's thing first. And now it's 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 an Auburn and Alabama thing. And when other people try to do it, it's really funny to watch both fan bases who bitterly hate each other get mad online and just go after people. Yeah. Like, this is not your thing. It's funny. In the um, Georgia-Alabama basketball game on um, Tuesday night, right before the Auburn crapshoot came on, like they showed Tom Crean, and he put his hands above his head like this, and I thought, he's about to do it, but he didn't. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. No, the greatest thing was Tuesday night when, when they uh, beat Alabama. The fans started chanting, just like football. I was like, oh, oh wow. no, not like this. Alabama's having a tough 2020 to start to the year. We're going to talk some Bama hoops here in a little while. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit of Bama hoops uh, because it kind of ties into, obviously, I mean, it's around the corner for Auburn men's basketball. Yep. Talking about Auburn men's basketball on the other side of this push and PSA break, coming right up. Be back with you guys here in two minutes. You're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM and TNT in the morning. Be right back. Welcome back to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy, joined today by Daniel Locke. Thanks for uh, thanks for being in here today, Daniel. Hope you're having a good time. I am. Thank you all for having me. Dude, of course. Of course. We're going to chat a little bit more about some men's basketball. We were talking about that before the break. Wrapped up a nice little conversation. For those of you who did not, you know, who are just now joining us on TNT in the morning, 
Uh, you've missed a lot of fun talks about Auburn, Auburn women's basketball. And uh, make sure you're going to the gymnastics meet tonight against the University of Alabama. It should be fireworks display. It should be a lot of fun. Time to roll into men's basketball. Guys, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Auburn played a pretty big game last Saturday. We're going to get to the Mizzou game here in a moment. I'm going to try to run through that game as quick as we possibly can because I know nobody that's listening wants to talk about it. They do still want to talk about Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And uh, in case you guys were curious, my Daniel, my favorite thing to say is when the people are mad online because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky fans are still mad online and uh, spiritually and in their soul. They might be going to counseling. Uh, the Kentucky beat is a pathetic group. And I said that, Thomas Lynn, hope you're not mad about me saying that on live air. They're a pathetic group of grown adults that only whine. And uh, you know what, Thomas Lynn, why don't you just go ahead and fill everybody in why Kentucky fans are so sad. I've never seen a saltier fan base after a loss in my life. And I've never seen a saltier beat yeah. of, of professional journalists. Yeah. Like What? Go on, sorry. No, it's crazy. I mean, all over Twitter for more than 24 hours after the game, I mean, it was left and right, verified Kentucky accounts just bashing Auburn, still bashing Bruce Pearl for past history. I mean, saying that, oh, Kentucky would have won if they had their two uh, guards still playing. Um, Severe Wheeler went down because your center didn't call out a ball screen and got killed on the screen, still came back and played and played the second most minutes in the game behind. Yeah, I was about to say, Wheeler played 36 minutes. Behind someone who, holy holy cow, Grady yeah. played all 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, he had the second most played minutes in the game, more than any other Auburn uh, player. And so there should be no excuses about a player being injured, whatever. And then um, Tata Washington, even though his injury it came a lot earlier, he only played, what was it, nine, nine minutes. minutes. He came down on the foot of one of his own player's shoes. It's unfortunate. I've happened to me all the time playing basketball. But honestly, that's not what lost Kentucky the game. Auburn won that game more so than Kentucky lost it. Tata Washington, like he had he had four points, one still one assist when he was in the game. He he was he was kind of hooping. The reason I mean, Auburn yeah, came he, back and won this game. Hooping. <laughs> the reason Auburn came back and won this game in the first like 10 minutes, I couldn't t- tell you how many countless turnovers Auburn had. They were shooting the ball horribly. Once they came back, it was probably about five minutes left in the first half. I was like, all right, they just got to get within five. And then we all know Auburn's been a second-half team this year. I think that was their fifth game being down double digits. Or it might have been the fourth. Missouri was the fifth. Being down double digits and one. Once they were able to clean the turnovers up and – Finally, um, get the ball going, see it go in the basket a few times. I mean, that's what won in the game. It wasn't Ty Ty Washington not being there. Auburn, in my opinion, was still would have won that game if Ty Ty Washington were there. And it, all it took was getting Wendell Green going. He couldn't, he couldn't get going in the first half. But I'll tell you who stepped up that game. It wasn't Walker Kessler. It wasn't Jabari Smith. It wasn't Katie uh, Johnson. It was Zepp Jasper. Zep played That man played the best out. game of his career at Auburn so far to the point that I was like, this just isn't Wendell's game right here. I, and Zep I, only had two points. Yeah, he had two points, and he had the highest uh, 
plus minus on the team. I think it was like around 19 or so. I mean, five. Hold on, I'm reading this wrong. Three assists, one rebound, uh, one made field goal. He only took. He only. He's one. He was one for one for two points. But Zepp's 17 minutes was, like I said, highest plus minus on the team. His plus minus was higher than. I'm pretty sure it was 19. Higher plus minus than his minutes played. People underrate the defensive skill set of Zepp Jasper. Yeah, I agree. And and his ability to play just lockdown defense. He's a decent, I'd say, above average ball handler. So you can have him run the point guard. Just have him lock up the you know whoever you're playing as ball handler, handler whether that be their one or their two. Typically, their one, obviously. But his his role this year has been incredibly underrated. Oh, yeah. His his biggest role, in my opinion, he, I mean, he's known for his defense, his defensive tenacity, guarding the best guard on every other team we play. It's his turnovers. He, he had does, zero he turnovers. Turn over. He had zero turnovers against Kentucky, and that's what was losing Auburn the game to start it because, I mean, he came out like a minute and a half into the game and Auburn put Wendell Green in, and in the first half, Wendell couldn't buy a shot. He couldn't get into the paint and throw his oop to – Walker Kessler and drive and kick like he normally does and was just struggling turning the ball over. They've thrown Zepp in there, and slowly but surely the tide turns and the turnovers start going down. Auburn's getting more open shots. We're getting to the basket more. And that's really what turned the table for Auburn on Saturday was Zepp Jasper. I'm all in. I, I, I agree with what you're saying about Zepp. He, uh, his, his role was incredible, uh, impressive against against U.K., and and just a huge win for for Auburn as as a team. Uh, I know that Kentucky fans. You know, I, I think that I'm actually quite annoyed. Uh, and this is not me speaking as if I'm an Auburn fan. Truthfully, it's not. I'm I'm talking as a professional, um, as a journalist. I mean, I've never seen a bigger group of just professional crybabies. And and and, and I and I, I I don't I don't even know another word to put it that I can say on public radio. You know what I mean? I've, I've always had nothing but respect for people that I've worked beside around around the SEC. Um, typically, it's a pretty respectful group. I mean, these Kentucky folks, they don't know how to take a loss. It is unreal. I guess part of it's like this stigma that Kentucky's like owned the SEC for so long, they can't handle that. As of this point, they're not the top dog. They're not the number one team to beat. And I guess it's just like you said, kind of hard for them to handle. I don't think they've been the number one team to beat the past several years, in my opinion. No, yeah, I think you're right. Because, I mean, last year they weren't very good. They and weren't the better than Alabama that. last no. year. No. 2019 it was Auburn-Tennessee in the championship. Tennessee's been, I would say the past four or five years, Tennessee's been more relevant year in, year out than Kentucky. I would agree, yeah. I mean, under Brad Calipari, or John Calipari, Brad's his son, <laughs> under John Calipari, they have one national championship. And – like we're talking about, like they're the Alabama of football, but in yeah, basketball. Just think of all the and talent that comes through there. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but like you have Anthony Davis, John Wall, like all these awesome players. A lot of them played together, and only one. Like that's not our fault. That's yours. Uh, real question: How hard is it to recruit in Kentucky? Kentucky recruits itself. That's how hard it is. Could 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 you could us could us three not take over the coaching staff at Kentucky and probably go five hundred in the SEC? Probably without really doing much. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not just being like that. I mean, what Calipari has done at Kentucky 
and I'm only coming for the Kentucky beats throat and, and get, letting us get off track for a second here because they've done nothing but come at the Auburn beat about how their precious Ty Ty Washington should have won them the game. Which, side note, by the way, Kentucky, y'all should consider this guy. His name is Jabari Smith. He's pretty good at basketball. But I, I, I digress. Uh, is what Cal's done the past like half decade really impressive at all? No. It's sort of like I'm a huge New Orleans Saints fan. So in the past two days, all of my friends have been texting me like, hey, one Super Bowl with all this. So I'm, I'm thinking with John Calipari, one national championship with all of this. Like, it's really not that impressive. No. I mean, whoever gets the keys to a, jo- a job like Kentucky, Duke, UNC, you're getting the keys to a Ferrari. Right. Just don't wreck it. You know what I mean? Is, is, that, is that a good analogy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Um, because – I don't, I don't think it's that hard to recruit there. It's not like you're selling a place. Also, I don't think it's that. It's, I mean, I think the Bruce now that he's built that brand. Once you've established that brand, it gets easier. I understand that. Um, so I'm not putting Cal Perry on like comparison to Bruce. More or less, I'm just questioning. Well, if Kentucky's, I, I guess my question to Auburn, Kentucky, I, I was, Kentucky fans and the Kentucky beat is. If Kentucky's so good at basketball, why aren't they good at basketball? You know what I mean? Right. If they're the best team, why aren't they the best team? Yeah. Because I'm really confused. And they haven't been for the past couple of years, and Kentucky fans just can't get that into their head. They really in, de- in defense of UK, I, I want to pivot for a second here, and I don't want to you know play ally for anybody because obviously I'm quite irritated with the sheer amount of disrespect that we have that we have as a community and I'm not I'm not even considering myself an Auburn fan here I'm saying as an as the Auburn community the amount of disrespect we've taken from people who think it's cool to live in Kentucky I said it first off um no Lexington's actually a great town been there loved it enjoyed it but I I digress and I hope I didn't lose my train of thought here (laughs) I kind of I kind of tailed off uh the SEC has gotten infinitely better in basketball in the past half decade, too. So let's let's keep that in mind. But also, there's only really one blue blood in the, in the SEC, right? Right. What can you what can you defend? How how much can you defend yourself? Anyways, we're talking a little bit of uh, UK basketball right now, but we're gonna pivot. We're gonna talk. Uh, I don't even want to start the. We got like a minute and a half, Thomas. And I think we're gonna go do our little push and PSA break a little early, and then just come back and talk until up until noon. Um, when when uh when we've got a couple more guys coming in the booth, that way we can not cut Daniel off because I know you've got some opinions on Pearlville. Oh yeah. So um, which is not that's not good good nor bad. I'm not. I'm just teasing a cool conversation about some crazy Auburn students that decided to spend the night out at Auburn Arena and the Elements last week, which simply was me. Anyways, <laughs> don't, you, don't you guys go anywhere. Don't turn the dial. You're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM TNT in the morning. We'll be right back here in two minutes. Welcome back. Welcome back. TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We're in our fourth block. Started a, a little bit early here, so we made sure our good friend Daniel could get in all his thoughts about Pearlville before we get to, new, uh, get to that noon hour. and We're going to have to shove him out of our studio and actually just execute him on site. I'm sorry, Daniel. Oof. That's it's just the rules. You Fair enough. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Anyways, for the break, we were um, talking about, we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole about UK basketball and UK fans. No big deal. That's all good. I think we had a good conversation. 
we're going to kind of put the train back on the rails and talk about, man, Auburn fans are crazy, dude. Yeah, I didn't realize just how nuts we were. <laughs> they are bonkers. Uh, last weekend, after we got off the radio last week, actually, Thomas Lynn, I walked over to, uh, so the show ends at one, uh, Daniel, for the, you know, and for those of you listening back home, I got off the sh- got out of the show, probably walked over to the arena about one thirty to take a look, and honestly, I was like, oh, I'll go get some Chick Fil A over there in the in that area because it's usually faster than the Chick Fil A here in the Student Center. Yeah, and uh, it was a frenzy, and I got scared, and uh, wound up having to stake out a spot. Um, you know, obviously I'm an Auburn student, so I wanted to make sure I did not miss out on the Auburn UK game. I had given somebody else, one one of the other we, uh, Eagle Eye riders, an opportunity to go work the game. I was like, you know what? I'm going to submerge myself. Um, and in case you guys haven't seen it yet, I did just put out an article this morning uh, in the Opelika Observer. It's titled, uh, One Night in Pearlville, uh, the, the Tale of Auburn's Basketball Crazed Students. Uh, it's about 1,400 words, and it's a complete documentation of my night uh, and the people around me, the group that I was with. We had a lot of fun. Daniel, you camped out, right? Um, Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. So, uh, it was my birthday last Friday. Right. Happy late birthday, by the Appreciate way. Appreciate it. So, my mom came down, and we went to lunch, and I just checked my phone, and I was like, wow, there are already people there. And she was like, well, I was going to give you some money for your birthday. Do you just want a ticket to the game? I was like, you're kidding, right? She's like, no. We're like, yeah, that, that'd be nice. Wow. So, oh. they did that, but I was like, I promise all my friends, like, all my friends live in dorms. I have an apartment, so right. I have like, a lot more storage than they do. So I like everyone got supplies. Like I pat them all. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to bail on them. And plus, all my friends are in line. I'm not going to spend my birthday alone. So I was like, I'll go out there anyway, just hang out. You're so, a good friend for that. Oh yeah, you are a very good friend for that. <laughs> so I I brought like food and snacks for everyone. We like, we had some cupcakes for my birthday. Oh sh! I didn't see you. I would, I would have snatched a cupcake. Oh, you for what sure could have. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we just had a good time out there. I left before it got really bad. Like once, oh, I kind of once that first barricade opened at ten and things started to get bad. I stood back and watched because I wanted to see it, but I was not a part of that. Mm. And then after that, I was like, I can't watch anymore. I'm gonna go home. But. Uh, oh man, it was nuts. That's insane. I'm gonna give a quick synopsis on Pearlville, and I want to hear your thoughts. I just want to, just for for those listening, just give a rundown what Pearlville is, how it started, um, just quickly, because um, I don't, I always, I always get afraid, Thomas Lynn, that we start talking about things that's, that are kind of niche, you know, right? And and like Auburn Twitter or an Auburn community, and I don't want people, I don't want any of our listeners to get left behind, and like I definitely don't want them to turn off the dial. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, for those of you who are, I guess, living under a rock. <laughs> um, and have not heard of Pearlville yet. Obviously, Auburn played Kentucky last week. We just spent a whole 15 minutes talking about the Kentucky game. Had a really great discussion with uh, Thomas Lynn and Daniel Locke here. Auburn and Kentucky, that, that's probably the biggest game in the Pearl era for sure, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Okay, so Auburn fans knew this. Auburn students knew this. Auburn Arena seats, was it 1,400 seats for on the floor for students? Yeah, somewhere around it's there. It's 1,400, and then they allow in like another 1,500 stand room. Which is a oxymoron because there's no room to stand, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, so Auburn fans started uh, lining up. What most people thought would be the night before, because there was a gymnastics meet, like there is tonight, um, started lining up at six thirty in the morning on Friday morning. That was when the first tent was pitched, and yeah, Daniel's shaking his head because this is insanity. I agree. Um. Well, when I joined this, this I don't even like to say 
community. I, I guess I should say community because I bonded with these people, but for lack of a better term, mob, uh, decided to start pitching tents. It was a free-for-all. Nobody used their tents because that once, once everybody was allowed into the corral, there was no leaving. No. You were just stuck there. So you got to know people around you quite well. Um, I got there at one thirty on Friday afternoon and uh, slept for 45 minutes between then and the, uh, the end of game time. So it was, uh, it was a long line. It was delusional. And, uh, man, look what Bruce Pearl has built at Auburn because that's nuts. And I don't think it's the last time we're going to see it. Probably not, no. No, but I hope it waits a little bit because that line was insane. Because I had I had work Friday night, and my plan was I had a friend come down. Our plan, original plan was, all right, we're going to – because we knew people were going to, like, camp out a while before. I was like, all right, 2, 2.30, we'll get a nice nap in, whatever, after work, and then go out there and bundle up stuff. I went shopping, got coats, gloves, anything you can think of. And that's when I called you, and I was like, so – Right afterwards, I was like, what, what's the line looking like? And you're like, dude, if you're not here right now, you're not getting in. And by that point, we had planned to, like, to go at like midnight because it we saw on Twitter it was getting – it was incredible how long the line was. So we're like, well, dang. And so we needed to go get food. So we went downtown to go get some food. And so we stopped by the arena just to look at how mayhem it was there. And, I mean, it's something you can't even think of, of how many people were out there. I mean, people in – tent still that like they're out there like in the tent and they're not going to even get in the game probably yep and the line was insane i mean they put a sign out there saying if you're at this point you risk not getting into the game and the line still went on even after that sign yep and i was like holy crap so it was a the way i like to put it is the best time i never want to have again does that make sense yeah. It was it was fun. It was delusional. It was not fun. All at the same time. I got all of those things. And I, I know I contradicted myself. Yeah, no, that fits. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um the line was I slept in a Walmart lawn chair that only had three functional legs because I was on an uneven surface. Um I was actually sleeping on one of the crash down barricades. Like I had my chair set up on top of one of the crash down barricades. I had nowhere else to move. I was stuck there. Right. You know, I just kind of got stuck in there when the mob pushed in, and that's just where I was for 12 hours of my life. And uh, I know you guys didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you the best story from um, Pearlville. Um, there's, you know, a bunch of people there, uh, a bunch of people who are 21, a bunch of people who aren't 21. You guys understand where I'm going with this. Plenty of, uh, plenty of consumption going on at, uh, at, at this arena, and, and – uh, I'm not condoning underage drinking, and it's not what we're, that's not what we're doing here, but I'm sure certain that there was a, a, a lot of alcohol flowing. Um, I can tell you honestly it wasn't with our group because I can, as someone who's 21, can look at you and say, with that many people around me, a beer did not even sound appealing. Not even a little bit. Right. But so we, we've got our little group. There's, there's six of us, and, uh, and about between, between – I'd say 11 and 2 a.m., 11 p.m. and 2 a.m., Pearlville's in its prime. Every, everyone's having a good time. It's a party. Like, actually, like, what else are we supposed to do? You put a bunch of, you know, 19 to 23-year-old kids in, in one room and be like, you, know, you got to sit here. 
yeah, turns into a party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we were partying, we were dancing, getting to know people. Not like you know, like crazy. No, I get what you mean. But like we were, we were getting you know grooving, hanging out, getting to know people, and then slowly as the night goes on, you stop caring as much. You don't really want to do that. You want to sit down, and you're tired, and it stinks. It literally smells. Um, there's one group about 50 feet away from where our, our group was sitting, and at this point, we had decided we were going to do the shift method, which a lot of people had done. Our a a shift was me and a couple other guys. We were going to stay and let our buddy and his girlfriend and her friend um, and my roommate all go, uh, you know, go into the sorority chapter room in the dorms and try to get some warmth and sleep. And uh, narrator, we never shifted back. (laughs) 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 But uh, I remember I was with Dylan Lark um, and one of our friends, his name is Will Haygood, who's actually been on Weagle a couple times. Uh, We're bundled up, and there's one guy who's been doing Bada every 15 minutes punctually, starting Bada it's funny at first. His friend group also played Freebird on repeat for an hour and a half. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my friends were right in front of those guys. Did they tell you about the Gettysburg Address? No. So, uh, I heard about this one. So as this guy, I presume, I don't, I shouldn't make assumptions, but I'm going to. As this guy drank more bush lights, I think that he came up with, in his mind, better ideas. Um, Because it evolved from... All right, Tiger fans, get your hands up for Botagita. Then he started throwing in track them. You're like, okay, maybe we're going to switch it up. Like, we're going to have a good time here. Like, change up some chance, and I don't want to punch you in the face because I'm annoyed. All right, Tiger fans, get your hands up for the Pledge of Allegiance. That happened. <laughs> he messed up the pledge twice. And my favorite was, all right, Tiger fans, get your hands up for the Gettysburg Address. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, from start to finish. Y'all, he read the whole thing off his phone, but he messed up on the third sentence, so he restarted all over again. And no one like threw anything. Or well, said, at that point, okay, but okay, you know, you, you know how for all the Auburn chances, are you ready? Yeah. At the beginning of the night, it was ready, and then it was, hmm, nah. are you ready? No, this. <laughs> but then he goes, get your hands up for the Gettysburg Address. We were like, all so delusional. We were like, all right, woo, are you ready? <laughs> Ready, I guess. Count off. One, two, three, four score and seven years ago. <laughs> and um, that's just my peak. Um, and this is the same guy that after we told him to stop doing that, he said, okay, and decided that he was going to wake everyone up, bring the energy back up at 4, no, excuse me, 5.45 in the morning by screaming thunderstruck. Oh, no. And when I tell you screaming, Daniel, he wasn't singing. It was thunder. Da, 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 da. Thunder. He wasn't even close to the song. And it was wildly offbeat. It was just screaming. It wasn't singing. So, anyways, um, check out One Night in Pearlville on <laughs> the Apply Conservance on my Twitter. Uh, overall, sorry, guys, I had to share my story here. That oh, was, that was a great story. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. What does this say to the state of what Bruce Pearl is bringing? Bring it back. I know that people, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm too egotistical. I am, but like it's fine. Um, <laughs> what is what is this? How much does Pearlville serve as a testament to what BP has done in the plains? A lot, because I remember reading. I think it was from Justin Ferguson. He said like when I was a freshman at Auburn in 2012, and he was like recalling a time when 
he walked in right as the tip was happening, got a good seat to see Auburn play Kentucky. So, with what? Anthony Davis. That's just wild to think about. Yeah. Thomas Lynn? I don't – it's crazy that it's come, like, this far. But that was Bruce Pearl's vision from the get-go. And he put in the work. He marketed his team off. And, I mean, it was from, like, day one of getting hired at Auburn. He was in a student center handing out donuts. He was going into classes, getting the whole marching band and players saying to come out to the Pearl Jam, which it was back then, the uh, like the Midnight Madness type thing Auburn was doing. Now we have tip-off at Toomers. Put a whole basketball court downtown Auburn. It's just things that have accumulated over time that grabbed some people's attention here, people's attention there bring more people together, and it's just become so big that instead of, oh, games in 45 minutes, oh, let's go to the basketball game, get good seats, whatnot, to where, oh, game, well. It's we, an all-day affair. We've got, a, we've got a plan for it like it's a football game. And honestly, big, more I, so. I, I, I about to say, I know for a fact my group that we go sit together, it's more planning like, than we had, football. Yeah, when I go to a basketball game and I'll go and get in line, I have to get there like, Four hours before tip, football games. I don't. Even, I don't have to do that, and it's just a testament to what he's built and the players as well that he's brought into the program. What they have built, and it's crazy. Certainly a testament to what Bruce Pearl has done here at Auburn. Daniel, thank you for joining us today. We got Auburn, Oklahoma tomorrow. Give us your pick. Give me a score. Auburn. 82 to 65. I like the pick. You're listening to TNT in the morning. Thank you for joining us today, Daniel. We really appreciate your welcome on anytime, man. Welcome on anytime. We'll be back right after this two minute push and PSA break. Be right with you. What's up? What's up? Second hour, second block, excuse me, fifth block of TNT in the morning. I'm Harrison Tarr. Joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy. Today we've got Dylan Lark in the booth. We got Jake Gonzalez directly across the desk from me. Welcome back, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah. Usual stop. Two hours. Two hours. (laughs) The usual stop on our Friday afternoon. Usual stop after class on uh, Friday afternoon. Got to love it, though, honestly. It's a tradition unlike it. To continue a tradition that is uniquely Auburn. Shout out Rick Smith. Shout out Rick Smith. Anyways, anyways, we were talking before the break a little bit about Pearlville. Dylan, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Uh, I talked about uh, Gettysburg Address already. Mm. Um, Quickly, not not quickly, actually, we got time. Share with us, first off, your opinions on, like, if you had fun, would you do it again? First off. If I had a good time. If you had a good time, and would you do it again? If I had a good time, I would do it again. Did you have a good time, and would you do it again? I had a good time up until, (laughs) I want to say midnight. No, no, longer than that. What time did you start hiccuping uncontrollably? Two two forty five in the morning. Right, I had fun until about two forty five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time I remember having a smile on my face before we went to this into the arena. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Would you do it again? If the temperature was above forty. Okay. I would do it again. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And if they kept it more manageable than they did. That's yeah, no, I'm with you. I understand. There's an organization definitely needs to be a point. There's controlled chaos, and then there's Pearlville. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree with that. Any memories, like specific moments, stand out to you? Like I said, I talked about Gettysburg Address Guy right before you came on the air. Did you talk about Freebird? Did talk about Freebird. 
Uh, the only thing that stands out is I had the worst biscuit I've ever had in my life, but at <laughs> 6 in the morning, it tasted like heaven. Yeah, it really <laughs> did. It really did. Well, uh, before we get into, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Auburn men's basketball's game that they played against Mizzou on Tuesday. As the For the first time, as the number one team in the country, by the way. What? Nothing. Keep talking. You're literally on live air. Everyone heard you except for me because I'm deaf. Well, I didn't say anything, actually. I never actually. I, I literally heard you whisper. Well, no words came out of my mouth. Why are you <laughs> like this, What the heck? Anyways, before, Don't worry about it. Don't before worry we get about it. into whatever you want to call Auburn men's basketball's display on Tuesday, as I, I call it laying an egg, even though you even though they won. How, how Auburn is it that the, for the first time is the number one team in the country? You just do that. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Noah Griffith for his work this week. Because um, this kind of ties in with the, uh, this I think it's very much ties in with the jungle. It, it, matter of fact, completely does. Um, Noah put out a banger of an article earlier this week, uh, and you know, challenging Auburn athletics to do better for students that needed more accessibility for disabled students to be able to go to basketball games and enjoy not just bas- bas- men's basketball for that matter, but for all Auburn athletics to make it feasible. Um, and 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 if you've not read it yet, I highly encourage you go read it. It's it's it is a gutting read. I, I will. I will be honest. It is. It is tough to read at some points because you know, as humans, we feel like we just have a sense of emotion that, that, that really connects you with this piece. Uh, Noah Grip, Noah wrote this piece without asking anybody for pity. That's not not what he did. He didn't ask anybody to you know treat him any any differently. Uh, he never said that this is, you know, anybody's fault. I mean, he, he had challenged the university to get better, but you know what I mean. The way that this is constructed, it, it blew up, and it should have. And Noah tweeted this morning and said, where is it at? I had it. He tweeted, hello, I had it pulled up, and my phone was just, like, not about it. Okay. He tweeted this morning, I asked, Auburn answered, my column made an impact and mobility-impaired students will now be able to reserve seats in the jungle. And I just want to take a step back and everybody at this table, way to go, Noah. Yeah, absolutely. Way to go, man. That freaking rocks, and we are super proud of you. Support student journalism. I would say, because uh, Auburn Athletics came out with an email this morning uh, just yep. kind of talking about that, saying that like there would be a few like or disabled members of the Auburn student would be able to uh, reserve seats inside of the jungle. And like that was like an official statement from them today. That is spectacular student journalists you can make a difference that's that's something else we're learning here and way to go noah extremely proud actually would like to have noah on here um uh, maybe next week yeah, if we can sure. if we can do that i'm sure he would love to uh he's a brilliant young mind make sure you give him a follow on twitter i kind of closed my phone again and i don't know if it's gonna vibe with me so i'll see if i can find it i can i can find it in just a second. yeah we'll uh we'll we'll go and shout that out here in a minute but i'm gonna let thomas lane go and start the missouri conversation I'm going to kind of take a step back on this one because I had to work Auburn high school basketball and could not make it through the first 20 minutes of rewatching the men's game against Mizzou, so I'm going to let you guys have the floor. All right, so Auburn versus Mizzou is the first time that Auburn had ever been ranked number one in the AP poll. And last time um, Bruce Pearl was ever ranked in the AP poll is when he was at Tennessee in his first game being ranked number one. They went and traveled to Vanderbilt and lost. So – there was still a chance. He had to motivate his team. That's what he uh, told the team going into the game, that, hey, last time I was ranked number one, we went on the road just like we're going to Mizzou and lost. And, well, they tried everything in their willpower to lose. But as I've been saying for several weeks now, Auburn 
before tournament play starts, needs to lose a game, humble themselves, and realize, hey, on any given week, any given day, to any team, doesn't matter how good or bad they are, you can still lose. doesn't matter how talented this team is. And they still found a way to win, just like all the great teams do. And even with their star player, Jabari Smith, I mean, he shot – I think like one for 13, one for 14. It was two for 15. Two for 15. I mean, still found a way to win. But that game feels like a loss, technically. But they still won in the record, and they still have one loss on the season. So what are your thoughts, Jake? Yeah, I mean, me and Harrison have talked about this a few times uh, just this year um, and about this team. There's there's just going to be some games where Auburn's going to simply out-talent teams or out-work teams. Tuesday seems one, to be one of them. This was one of those cases <laughs> right. where they just simply, I mean, you've got to commend Devin Cambridge absolutely for what he did. Nine offensive rebounds in the second half. And he played, what was it? Uh, he played 19 minutes that game, but still, nine offensive rebounds in the second half. That's an outstanding number. That's just pure, like, hustle, like, just work ethic. I mean, that's just making sure your team gets the win, gets the opportunities to put points up on the board. And that's really kind of what separated the two teams uh, that night. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't even get half of those offensive rebounds, Auburn wouldn't come out on top because it took every possession they had to pull that win out. Sorry, I got a little distracted just now. Um, side note, for the first time ever, Abby Lafamina is listening to our show, I think. So, hey, babe, I love you. <laughs> Go ahead, tell us. We, we love a supportive girlfriend. Yeah, oh, yes, it only took her girlfriend. a semester and a half. <laughs> 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 oh, Go on, sorry, guys. I just got right, My watch okay. was, like, buzzing. I was like, what? Uh, just just while I have it pulled up, I do have Noah's. Uh, yes, Twitter. give Noah a shout out, please. Um, yeah, Sorry. So his, and we'll get back if, to you, Dylan. If you want to follow on his or his Twitter, uh, it's at it's at Noah GG zero one on Twitter. Um, I mean a ton of, a ton of people have already gone and followed him, but I mean he absolutely deserves it. I mean he's a great guy, uh, he's a great writer. I mean so come out and support our student journalists, uh, and he's one of the many that we have here at Auburn. Continue, Dylan. Sorry. All right. Uh. It's just thoughts about the Missouri game. Yeah. Yes. I tweeted out during the game. I was like, I hate that I have to experience an Auburn football level stress watch <laughs> for basketball. And we, I'm so proud that we were able to pull out a win with our best player playing the worst game of his career thus far. But hopefully Oklahoma kind of turns up a little bit for a revenge game. And hopefully I don't have to pull out the uh, the adult drinks for this game my man said adult drinks i mean yeah like you just have to think about it though like as good as jabari smith is everybody's gonna have a game like that doesn't matter doesn't matter if you're kevin durant doesn't matter if you're lebron james doesn't matter if you're katie johnson doesn't not does not matter you're gonna have a bad game one night but what separates this team from a lot of other teams that auburn has had or other teams in this country and in this sec is that there's guys around like KD Johnson and Walker Kessler who's able to step up and score points when the team needs it. Yep. And that's that's one of the reasons why Auburn is going to win the SEC regular season. That's my prediction right now. Correct. And, and, and is going to have what I would like to say a deep run in the NCAA tournament as well as the SEC tournament. Hey, breaking news. Breaking news, boys. Big news. Per Pablo Escobarner. For immediate release, Auburn Twitter, Twitter News, January 28, 2022. This was nine minutes ago. Auburn, Alabama, number one. Auburn will be hosting Oklahoma as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge on January 29, 2022. This game has been designated to a 
as a no pants affair. No I pants. I repeat, no pants. Tomorrow's a no pants day. You heard it here first. No pants tomorrow. Which, for those of you who are, are curious, that does not mean don't wear pants. That's, just, just wear shorts. Yeah. And it sounds really cold. But it's a no pants day. So I mean, I'm just going to see Kentucky. Did uh, <laughs> aren't we all? That's that's the only that's reason. That's honestly, we I'm, I'm watching movie. Kentucky on this monitor yeah. right now. Actually, oh, dude, literally, I just have Kentucky camera. highlights running on my computer. Yeah, that's speak. <laughs> that's yeah. I have a live wallpaper that's just Calipari. Anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. Carry on. I, I just, this was breaking news. Yep. Tomorrow is in for the context. That's another running meme. I really don't know where that started. Uh, the pants. Yeah. Uh, it was Calipari. It was Calipari. It's it like radio show, like post game thing, and he was saying how Auburn fans they were ta- or players were taking off their shirt mid game. Fans like stormed the court, which did not happen. Nobody stormed the court, and he's like, he's like, they were saying, oh, this wasn't a big game at all. Which um, this is the biggest game of the season for Kentucky too. So um, but then he was saying so. What is what happens when they play a big game? Will they take their pants off or something? I mean, Saturday is a no pants day, so we've not played a big game yet. Can we play them in the SEC tournament and then take our pants? Well, off? if if you're an Auburn fan, you're going to play them in the SEC tournament. So go ahead and get ready for that. <laughs> oh yeah, on a neutral site, and you know maybe Ty hey. Ty Washington won't get hurt this game. We can beat them fair and square, you know. <laughs> yes, and the wonderful uh, I think it's Amelia Arena. Emily. Emily, yeah, I don't know how to say like that, that name. It's such a weird name. Ty Ty got hurt back to back games. He got hurt against Mississippi State as well. You're right. And they almost lost Mississippi State, so it must hurt not having a deep uh, depth chart. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Kentucky definitely uh, wishing that they had a bit bit of a deeper depth chart. Thank you guys for carrying the conversation for the Mizzou game because, like I said, uh, I don't like watching bad basketball. Period, and I could not rewatch the tape. We're but gonna... it was a game that needed to happen, and they still won. Oh, uh, Auburn uh, absolutely uh, needed to get knocked around. Humbling game. So. Absolutely. We're going to talk more Auburn basketball on the other side of the break. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this school called Louisville, but uh, I'll just leave you with that parting thought. We'll be right back here in two minutes right here on TNT in the morning. Morning, morning. Uh, English is the language I speak. Let me try that again, guys. TNT. We'll be right back here on TNT in the morning on Weagle 91.1 FM. Be right back in two minutes. Welcome back, welcome back, TNT in the morning, right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy. Feels like, as always, by Dylan Lark and Jake Gonzalez. Gentlemen, we've got... How does it feel to finally look down at everybody for once? Dude, I just need to... My back was, like, getting sore. I just need to stand up for a minute, so... Wow. Uh, wow. First time we've all had to, like, look up to him. Shots uh, fired. That's crazy, because I'm taller than Dylan, but... Um, <laughs> That's wild how that works. He was wearing heels. I just want to put that Would you up. just shut up? <laughs> we were flat-footed. What are you talking about? Mm. Anyways, mm. I'm not here for this slander. got to explain to do. Would you stop talking? His hair, <laughs> gives, <laughs> his hair gives an extra, like, uh, one and three-quarters of my an hair, inch. My hair do be giving me an inch, for real. <laughs> okay. We were talking uh, Auburn-Mizzou last, last break, and like you guys said, very important that Auburn gets knocked around at some point this season. Better to do it in a win than in a loss. So, they're going to try to bounce back tomorrow uh, against Oklahoma, which, do I need to give you a little more time? I think we'll, uh, we'll, we can do that later. We're, we're, we'll do that in the next block. That's okay. cool? That's fine. Everybody's favorite I'm segment in the morning. We're going to talk for just a minute before we transition into the SEC Big 12 Challenge, which, by the way, that's going to be fun to pick this week. We get to pick SEC Big 12 games, and those are going to be a lot of fun. That will be fun. Um, 
we're going to talk. I don't know if anybody at this table has heard anything about a guy named Bruce Pearl in a school named Louisville, but uh, I've seen some 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 things on the on the Twitterverse, as Brian Harson refers to the Twittiots, uh, about <laughs> this uh, the topic of obviously Louisville needs a head coach. Anyone in their right mind uh, who is not considering BP for to at least reach out to the Bruce Pearl group, uh, I don't think is an intelligent human being. Uh, I think a lot of people would like him. Guys, just let's go around. I, don't, I, I think we kind of all agree. Likelihood that Bruce Pearl does move to Kentucky, uh, move, move to uh, Louisville. Uh, five percent. I mean, zero. I, I think it's a fat zero. There is literal no chance. I, I don't think he does, unless Auburn's top men uh, just absolutely screwed the bed on this one, which hopefully they won't. But you never know. It's also interesting to me to see um, Louisville really thinks highly of themselves. Auburn Twitter, and then not just like Auburn fans, but like Auburn beat has been getting into arguments with the entire state of Kentucky this week. <laughs> I'm all for it. It's, I mean, it's something, that's for sure. But uh, Louisville seems to think that they are so much better of a job than Auburn, and historically, statement of fact. Um, but as the program stands right now, to me it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would BP, BP's 61, right? Yeah, I think so. 61 or 62? And he's in that range. Yeah, 61 or 62. I mean, I'm not calling him old. Don't don't BP. I'm not calling you old. That's not what I'm doing. But but you know what I mean. Like, how much longer are you going to be coaching? How much time are you willing to dedicate to rebuilding a whole program after you just rebuilt one? And one that's in NCAA violations as well. Yeah, literally. It's like so you're going back to yeah, just taking like, a giant step backwards. What's the perk of it? I mean, more money. Well, Auburn can get you more money. I mean, I, what other perk is there? I you're having to start I, over. I mean, we pay coaches that don't even coach here anymore more money than Louisville can pay. pay <laughs> You're right. You're right. Auburn does do that. But uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think. I mean, realistically, why? Why? Th- th- this has. We agree. This is no. There's no appeal for the Pearl Camp, right? Like nobody. Pearl should not be a- appealed to the Louisville job whatsoever. I, I don't think it's necessarily for the Louisville job. I think that's more of kind of what Louisville puts on that basketball program like in terms of the respect, in terms of the money they want to put towards it. Um, Justin Hokinson was saying this last night uh, on like one of the, Auburn, the Twitter spaces, you know, with all the Auburn Twitter, um, where Pearl had asked for like an Auburn men's basketball facility only um, and like staff raises and stuff like that. And Auburn administration had been turning him down for quite some time about that. Which is bizarre. Yes. Um, but it's just it's one of those things where he, they have been kind of getting said no to a lot, and it's more of the respect that they kind of deserve rather than the perks that come with the program. So before I let you chime in on this, Dylan, I'm sure you, you, want, you want to talk, um, and I want to hear from you. Are we, are we as you know, working journalists who absolutely hate to work through coaching changes, it sucks. There's nothing worse than working through a coaching change. It, simple as that. And our Auburn fans, possibly at the mercy of once again donors, in in, in wanting full control, is this something that we're worried about? Again, um, because just as well as they had a large influence over who could and could not be hired for the football program, 
their unwillingness to budge with, in my opinion, not in my opinion, I think the one of the best basketball coaches in America. This is a problem, right? Like, this is a toxic situation. I, yeah, I don't think it's a good setup. Um, I mean, obviously, if we've seen what had happened with the football program and the Derner situation there, which, again, is so a little bit of speculation in terms of what happened. Right, right. Um, but it's not a good look for the donors, but I, I just think Bruce Pearl has, he's earned kind of the respect of the donors. I um, feel like he has to have. He, if not, then I just, I want to know what they're seeing. Exactly. It'd be baffling to let a coach who is, has you at the number one spot right now, has taken you to a final four and is looking for way more years of success, success until he like retires. And you, I don't think that that they'd be that dumb to just let him go. Like these are all major first. Do you mean program that history? I'm. I want to think that. Okay. But then again, this is the same people, group of people that try to get Kevin Steele as our head coach. Right. Thompson. Hmm. I think Auburn fans, Auburn Twitter, everybody's gonna have to year in year out start getting used to the head coaching stuff because I mean we know how college basketball goes. I mean there's. Like blue bloods, like left and right, firing coaches. I mean, Maryland's still looking for one. And rumors, that was a weird rumor too, by the way. That's a lateral move. Yeah, that's such a lateral but move. Like, there's going to be rumors every year, and who are they going to go for every year? They're going to go for Bruce Pearl. Everybody, of course, wants the top dogs. And Bruce Pearl's camp, I wouldn't be surprised if they like showed interest in it just to hold leverage for Auburn, saying, "All right, give me my money." Um, facilities. That's that's probably the biggest thing right now is they need a strictly basketball facility for men's and women's. Making sure because right now you got men's, you got women's, you got volleyball, gymnastics, opposing teams. They have three courts, two practice courts, one main court, and that's it. The weight room um, for men's basketball is actually pretty small, in my opinion. So imagine just not hooping at the rec. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could, but, not, uh, could not be Jabari Smith, Wendell Green. Oh my gosh, right <laughs> you hear about that, dude, Thomas Lynn? I had to play against the football team in Landon King um, Wednesday, and I got blocked, and it went back and hit me in the face right in front of T.J. Finley. So yeah, I airballed right in front of Jabari Smith. <sighs> Anyways, go on, sorry. But yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I will, I will say real quick, they are at least, I think there's plans to put. Oh, that got the, put on the agenda quick. Yes. That got the, the put on the agenda. I think it got put on the top. top. It, got, yes. it got put at the top of the docket this week. It's There's also a tab on, like, the Tigers Unlimited page where donors are able to donate to that facility to set up, like, to start building money for that. I uh, Now, now here, here's the here's a million-dollar question, gentlemen. Auburn should offer a Bruce Curl. We, we all know he deserves an extension, so I'm not going to ask you all why. Why? Uh, Auburn should offer Bruce Pearl a contract extension for blank years worth blank million. Go. Mine's going to be the cop-out answer here. But if I'm Alan Green, if I'm donors, I'm handing him a contract that has X amount of years, X amount of money. He gets to fill in the blank for what he wants. You took my answer. I was going to say make it like a uh, like a like school worksheet where it has like blanks in it. And it's going to have blank years, blank money. <laughs> Blank bonus or whatever, and he just fills it in whatever he wants. Give him that man a blank check. Give him everything he wants. Thomas Lynn. Um, I'm gonna say, I mean, obviously he's without a doubt 
has to be the most paid coach at Auburn University. There's um, no, yes. there's no question yes. about it. Yes, no. It, I, if 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 BP is not the highest paid coach at Auburn after this year, I, he should leave. And as for the money and stuff goes, I would say I'm not one of those I like giving out lifetime contracts because we know how sports goes. I mean, he could regress after so many years, but I'd say anywhere from eight to ten years around. I'd say around eight to ten mil a year. Seven to ten mil a year, something around there. I would also like to add on to his contract um, that he has a statue in front of the stadium and that the stadium is renamed the Pearl. Yes, I agree. That's a given. Yeah. Once, that just once needs he retires, to it will happen. Needs to happen now. Y'all didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Uh, I think ten years. And they, I think I'm an AG. I want ten, yeah, years, to be, ten years to be the bar. Uh, you're looking at BP will be 71 then. Should have a coach in waiting. If unless he wants to keep coaching, then we'll, we'll talk then. You know what I mean? We'll we'll talk when we get closer to the contract. And ten years, I think you should be looking at ninety five, hundred million, um, and, and make about six seventy million of that fully guaranteed, uh, with a thirty million dollar buyout. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah, that sounds. Pretty I mean, good. I know it's a boatload of money. I get it. Um. I think I think BP should be a ten million dollar. He deserves that. Guy. Like I mean, for what he is, and that, that, from where he's taken the program to where it is now. Someone told me is that making the highest paid coach in college basketball? I mean, I would think it, it, it would be up. I think he might be if it's nine right, or ten million. Right behind Chizeski. It should be kind. Of, it would be close to Chizeski. But I mean, he's retiring after this year. I mean, that, so. that's you know what I mean. Though. I know what you mean. I would think incentives too for his contract. And this is like not really even high. just just an overreaction to me. Uh, for for me right now, it's not me overreacting. Look at his resume. I mean, the guy rock. He just wins. He wins. That's everywhere. all he does. He wins wherever he goes. So if you lock up a guy for ten, like ten, guy like Bruce Pearl for ten years, there's going to be some years you're not going to win the SEC. There's going to be some years you're on top, on top of the, on top of the world. That's on a you know being trying to be level headed. On the ultra optimistic side, you're a competitor to win the SEC every single year. So. I have the list of highest paid coaches right now. BP is seventh. With is he three uh, three point nine eight mil? That just a feels year. so low. And the highest paid <laughs> is actually Cal, with eight point zero. Yeah, let's pay so, yeah. so the, the pay him more than papers more than Cal. Watch Kentucky fans cry. I mean, he has the head to head record on him, so he should be. Should have the better paycheck too. That's right. I guess maybe after for evaluation, ten ten years, eighty million, but. <laughs> Make fifty-five million of that fully guaranteed, with a twenty million dollar buyout. But I don't know, man. I, I what does it matter? Just pay him as much as you can, Auburn, saying. and then I mean, Auburn fans will create a GoFundMe and we'll we'll fund the rest. Miles Thomas what on a what seven point four a year? Yeah. What is what is it? What does it matter? Auburn's got the money. We all M- know. This. Make him a ten million dollar <laughs> guy. Let I mean do it. Uh, the resume's there. Add it to our tuition. You tell me people wouldn't be at its heart tuition. I'm from out of state. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm graduating. It doesn't matter to me. It's funny when I hear it on Twitter. I was like, I'll give my firstborn to BP if he, <laughs> if he stays. Oh, those are funny. I've been seeing a lot <laughs> so of those. Funny. Well, we've had a great conversation, guys, about Bruce Pearl and uh, the, his future here at Auburn, which I think is, we all agree is his future is here at Auburn. Uh, we'll be talking more Auburn hoops. Got a big game against Oklahoma tomorrow. When we get back on the other side of this two-minute PSA break, Thomas Lynn's the best segment of the show is coming up. And Jake's going to go get his earplugs so he doesn't have to listen to me. So make sure you don't go anywhere. You're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Be right with you. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tark, joined by Thomas Lynn Murphy, Dylan Lark, and Jay Gonzalez. Starting to roll off the tongue where I've got everybody in the, in the room. You know what I mean? Just, just roll, rolling them out. I feel, I feel good. You know, I, I mean, you should have had enough practice by now. Yeah, but you're right. I just got a text from one uh, Claiborne Brown saying, dude, why is Tar so loud on your podcast? On yours? <laughs> no, on no, uh, on mine. He's listening to the... From he's listening to tank talks from yesterday. Oh, I don't know, man. That's you're you're on the board. That's on you. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I mean, I'm a loud person. We know that. I know. Thomas, you ready? I am ready for it. Let's hear it. All right. To continue on our conversation with uh, Auburn hoops, Jake, you might want to go ahead and plug your ears. So, uh, yeah, Jake's <laughs> Jake's doing it. Dylan's also doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for get to know the foe with Thomas Lynn Murphy. So Oklahoma Sooners basketball, really kind of kind of boring in the fun facts I found out, but we do have one really interesting fun fact that all y'all are gonna like at the end. But a little bit about Oklahoma, located in Norman, Oklahoma. They've been Boomer. they've been around for 115 seasons. Their record hmm. is a 1,733 and 1,113, which is a record of 0.609 win percent. That's pretty good. Overall, for nice. yep, um, <laughs> very nice. So they made the NCAA tournament thirty-three times. Five of those they made the Final Four. You know, want to know how many national championships they have? I'm going with zero. Zero. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate right there. Tough scenes. But hey, the program is trending upwards because they have a new head coach, and if this ad will go away, and Porter Moser. Porter yeah. Moser. Yep. Great head coach. He was the head coach at Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago, where he had a record of 188 and 141. Oh, is this part of the get to know the foe? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was just thinking of Porter Moser. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, just like Bruce Pearl, it took him about three years to finally get going and get a winning record. But since then, I mean, his resume at Loyola Chicago was incredible. Oh, yeah. That, that team's been really good year in, year out. They were Sweet 16 team two years ago. Right, three years ago, uh, they made yeah. the final four. They made the final four, yeah, with Sister Jane and yeah, they they've made the final four. They they made a, a decent run last last yeah. year as well. Yeah, so they're a solid. They're going to be a solid team in years to come. This Oklahoma team with him at the helm. But the one really interesting fact about Oklahoma. So, oh boy, the spoon holder at the uh, North Oval is a gift for seniors or from the seniors of 1910. The what? Yeah. Uh, the spoon holder at on the North Oval, okay? Does anyone else not know what a spoon holder is? Uh, I, I'll explain it, it to you after spoons? I say this. Uh, I think. In my house, we call that hands. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we call that the top drawer by the, so, by the stove. <laughs> so it is an artistically designed seating area that looks like a antique silver spoon holder, okay? Um, sure. The seating is designed so that a man could curve his arm around a lady's shoulders while they watch This isn't the real. Okay? This isn't real. Now get this, okay? So... The legend has it. If you, <laughs> Dylan. So if you're sitting there, okay, this is strictly for you, Dylan. Okay, if you're sitting there uh, with your sweetheart in the spoon holder, okay, looking at the moon, if you kiss her, you're bound for marriage. I'm I don't just speechless. I, was, yeah, I don't even I know just, what to I don't say. Even. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. I was fully ready for since you know it was OU. I was like, okay, we're gonna get to learn like about boomer sooner and like you know. 
No, I was not expecting the spoon holder. So next year's SEC Big 12 Challenge, if Auburn gets matched up with Oklahoma, Harrison, are you and Abby going to go to Oklahoma and sit in the spoon holder and look at the moon? I think I can, I, I can speak on behalf of <laughs> yeah, both yeah, of us. Yeah, I actually do have a picture of it. I can speak on the behalf of both me and, and Abby and say that neither of us are interested in that. That is so weird. Here's the spoon holder. It just looks like a concrete spoon holder, basically. I mean, sure. It looks like you just said it looks like a concrete spoon holder. What is a spoon holder to you? <laughs> just like it holds a spoon. I Thank you. I mean, Wait, honestly. I mean, honestly <laughs> I mean, there's no good way to explain it. <laughs> Thank you for your input, Tia. You're welcome. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, see, I was so confused, but now that I'm looking at an image of it, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Doesn't it's it? like so the spoon isn't like just laying on the table like a dirty table or something. You put it put in a, a spoon napkin holder. down. <laughs> it, okay, that's not what I was confused about. What Let's I was confused about is I thought this was in their basketball arena. <laughs> no, it is that's not what in I the was confused. Yo, what? <laughs> that would have been wild. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> you gotta be able to look at the moon while you do it. That, once I mean, again, that's why I was confused. They could have like a glass ceiling or something. SoFi like, Stadium with like a word, dude, bro. A glass ceiling arena would be. What? Could you imagine? I mean, yeah, I can, Isn't actually. They so just fine? built a huge one in both Vegas and in, Inglewood, right? in, you, in LA. For basketball? Yeah. No, for basketball, uh, it was... If they the, can build it for football, they can build it for basketball. No, like, no Auburn's totally played in it. Auburn's played in it. It was the Minnesota Vikings, and they had to spend upper, over a million dollars oh, in yeah. to walk out the sun. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's that was right. wild. It'd be cool I, at night. <laughs> Yeah, I would say because I, I went to that and like yeah. normally you can see like through everything and see the si- yeah. I did not know that mm-hmm. long seventeen oh. hour car ride. Yeah, it sounds like Ooh. sounds like worth though. Worth. It was worth it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, worth the sadness on the way back, different thing, but it yeah, <laughs> worth it up until the fact that Virginia double dribbled. Yeah, <laughs> not going there. Um, I'm kind of speechless right now, Thomas Lynn. Um, <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say. To I, yeah, I don't. That. I don't. Actually, the show's just over now. Like. <laughs> I just can't. Is that better or worse than like the the death story, like under the football fields of like? Better. Let me tell you why. Because Jake had no idea what you were talking about for like a <laughs> while, and and uh, the rest of us were just like, "What's going on?" Like, I don't like that you directed it towards me either. You're like, "Oh, here's one for you, Dylan." Uh, hey, that was not uh, me, bro. Uh, that was all Thomas. <laughs> <Lee>. <laughs> Bring up the all, all of, all of the tradition. all of the things that deal with somebody getting a girlfriend—they're all for Dylan. Yes. Yeah. Have you met my friend Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> if only Cole were here. Uh, yeah. If only right. Cole was here yeah. too, bro. Cole's a lady killer for real. Um, I mean, is it that weird? We have the lathe. The lathe is weird. The lathe is weird. Wait. wait no, what, sure I don't even know this, honestly. You don't, you don't know about the lathe? lathe? You don't know about the lathe? No. Explain it. All right, so you know the you know like the it's the like the big metal structure right next to Sanford Hall. It's a cannon. It's in between. It's no, it's not. No, it's not. It's in between Sanford Hall and that's outside like, of K, my friend Langdon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, is if you take a girl there, and if you kiss her like next to the lathe, and the lathe moves, that means you're not meant to be together. And it's made out of metal. Yeah, it's that? like a, it's like an old like Civil War thing from like when they used to manufacture like weapons, <laughs> and I'm not exactly sure on that. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Dylan's not. I'm not. Well, Dylan thought Please that explain. we had a cannon, and I, I was like, I was like, no, it's my guy. It's not a cannon. No, bro. I said, no, it's my like, guy. Like, that's in like front like of shoot. KA. No, <laughs> no. My it's, camp legal counselor should get fired. <laughs> I was lied to about. Hey, what I, think I just gotta say, shout out to my camp legal counselor, Will Pollard. He's a legend. Um, I saw him last night. That was fun. 
I that. just. <laughs> um, is this a sports show? Like, kind of. I, I, not anymore, I don't think. <laughs> not, not, it is until we get to get to know the foe, and until, then it just turns completely sideways. <laughs> I mean, we haven't had a well, we haven't had a seasonal section in a while either, so we need to bring that back next. What we, what we get into, like Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Oh, oh, that works no. perfect. <laughs> dude, the, the dude how holiday. bad of a holiday is Valentine's Day? It's so bad. <sighs> yeah, it's one of the worst. It's such a hallmark holiday. The ladies enjoy it. Jake's keeping his mouth shut in case Cassie ever hears this. She's probably listening. That's the problem. (laughs) All right. My girlfriend's listening, and I love you, dear. Well, she was listening 30 minutes ago, which means it's probably not still on. But um, (laughs) um, love her. No, I hate Valentine's Day. Also, I'm dumb. Yes. Okay, thank you. We but know. Oh, I I asked Abby if we could be like an official thing on February 9th. Why did no one tell me that was a bad idea? <laughs> you didn't uh, think that was a bad idea? You gotta wait I mean, if, to the fifteenth. If you're smart, you just make it one gift. But that's oh, not gonna work out for you. I don't know about that. Abby's cool. Not giving her enough credit. Okay. Situational problems. Yeah. Also okay. <laughs> God, we just Or just be single. So you much gotta do time. it. We just wasted so I mean, much time. I mean we got it was worth it. We got though. like three more minutes to break, so I mean we could just keep it going. Oh, yeah, I that, guess so. Okay. Okay. Bad Bad Valentine's Day candies, and why are they the conversation hearts? They're so bad. The what hearts? They're not the worst. Not the worst. You know, it's the little conversation hearts, it's like, I heart you, D8 me. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Now. They're bad. They're, they're not the worst. I've what, had worse. What's worse? I don't know if it's more like fun an dip. Easter one. Fun like dip. I always I just, got fun dip uh, on Valentine's Day. I hate Day. fun dip so much. So fun. bad. What is wrong with you? Go on. It's just How like a... You? Fun dip is horrible because it's just like a stick with that you just dip in sugar. I don't don't yeah. hate on it. I am. I will. Don't. No, my parents. You, my parents got me fun dip for Christmas, and it was a Bob Ross one. And the, this Christmas, yes, dog, you were what twenty you, years no, old. No, no, listen, listen, what are you, six? <laughs> listen, the, the, the little <laughs> stick thing was a paintbrush. You are no, twenty no, years listen, old. Don't, never hate on Bob Ross. Though. I won't hate on Bob Ross. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I will hate on the fact that at twenty years old you were still eating fun dip. Look, I didn't ask for it. It just like came in my. But my, you my literally, yo, but you got, he got defensive. He got defensive. <laughs> my mom got me like fun dip. You fun dip? She's a teacher, so she had a lot well, of. Candy. Yeah, my mom's a that, teacher too. So like, and she's like, now. hey, you want this fun dip? I said, yeah, sure, and I ate it. I'm sure their kids. We, we live. Give it and to them and we, yeah, we put and it in I'm our sure. stockings. Yeah, yeah. We what? What are? Who are these people we're talking? Can we just not eat candy anymore? You can eat candy. It's just not fun dip. Normal people candy. Okay, I didn't eat normal fun dip. This is Bob Ross fun dip. <laughs> I don't care. Why did you eat it? I would have left. I would have. Like, you got to save that. It's like a relic. Yeah. <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just might be because I hate coconut. I hate the like the the heart box. Like the you it does, you don't know which one you're really eating first. And I just hate coconut. In the did coconut y'all? Box. We when you guys were in like grade school, did y'all make the shoe box? Oh yeah. Like you decorated the shoe box or like some kind of like. Did y'all like pass around the Valentine's Day cards? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you couldn't bring them in for just one or two persons. You had to bring it in for the entire so class. You had to bring it in for the whole class. I rarely got one. Dylan's Dylan's story starts to make a lot more sense. I watched I watched people like walk by me with them. I was like, oh, they got a card. Who's that for? Oh, you mean like that you could send to each other at school? No, they said bring it to class. Bring it. Bring it for everyone in class, and I've and got, the, I get like just... one from the teacher. Dylan. Oh, <laughs> oh no. This is what I'm saying. Dylan's story is starting to make a lot more sense. <laughs> Dylan, as soon as you find a girl, go to the spoon holder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm avoiding Norman. <laughs> Strictly because of what, that. What's, what's the Texas A&M thing with the... The midnight yell. The midnight yell. Get, 
we're sending Dylan on a lap around what's gonna soon be the whole SEC, and we're just he's just gonna come back with like a wife. <laughs> Anyways, you're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Winkle ninety one point one. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the other side of this two minute PSA break, and we're gonna try to have our act together. We'll see y'all then. We definitely Welcome back to TNT right. in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 <laughs> FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tower, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy, Dylan Lund, Jake Gonzalez. Um, guys, we are on it today. It is Friday. <laughs> We're still laughing about the spoon holder thing, honestly. And the fact that I just did not give y'all a countdown whatsoever. It was like, oh, we're back on the air. Anyways, all right, sports, sports, we are sports people. This is a sports talk show. Spoon holder. Got the Big 12 <laughs> SEC cha- uh, challenge this weekend. And what's really funny <laughs> about this weekend is uh, Georgia got left out of the, cha- the challenge. Um, Good. Vanderbilt got left out. Good. South Carolina and Texas A&M got left out, which stinks for Texas A&M because they actually needed that for their resume. Yeah. Auburn, here's the thing, though. That's how far Auburn's come because they used to be left out of these challenges. Yeah. It's a uh, Big 12 SEC, SEC, challenge, SEC challenge. I cannot speak English today. Good night. Okay. That's one of the most fun, like, weekends of college basketball. It is so fun. And it's good for both uh, conferences because you can develop those resume pieces to put more teams into the tournament. So that's big. And it's fun to compete against another conference, like have, like, an actual – Competition, even though I know a lot of Auburn fans that I talk to still don't cheer for SEC teams. Yeah. I kind of uh-huh. wish that like they did this like for each like Power Five conference though. Like uh, I think that? that the Big Ten and somebody like started doing it like after like the Big Twelve and the SEC. Like they started kind of almost copying it. Right, Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten, ACC. Yeah, I think it's Big Ten, ACC. Like they had that kind of competition. It's normally on the same weekend too. Yeah, it might be this weekend. I just haven't looked. But could you imagine like? SEC, like they had the Big Twelve challenge, then like another ACC, Saturday, the ACC, Pac twelve, yeah, Big Ten. That'd be, that'd fun. be like, I mean, you got enough like weekends. To yeah, no, you, you do. It's just the year. you'd have to, you, you would have to, you'd have you'd to have get to, rid of the bye games. You have to get rid of some of the, like the non early non conference games and replace those and start conference it's play only, What four games? I mean, yeah, it's it. just it's a scheduling thing too as well. Yeah, it is and a money thing. Yeah, very um, much money let's thing. let's see. Auburn's so one o'clock tip off. Today just keeps getting better and better. You're just going to have to hold that, bro. I don't know what to tell you. This is the second time this has happened. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you need a spoon holder for that? (laughs) Uh, For those of you who can't tell, Jake just broke his mic. um, The screw just came out of the thing. Yeah, just randomly. Uh, Auburn's got the 1 o'clock. I'm telling you, you just got to hold that, bro. We got to go. Like, we got to keep going. (laughs) That's (laughs) fine. Auburn's at the 1 o'clock slot, so we're going to start at the bottom uh, and work our way up for our pickums around the table. <laughs> Starting at the 7.30 slot on ESP, excuse me, SEC Network. Uh, South Carolina's going to travel to Texas A&M. They'll be in College Station, and tickets are as low as 6 bucks. I'm going with the Aggies. Thomas Lynn. I'm going A&M on this one. I think they're actually a really solid team this year. Aggies. I'm sorry I was not paying attention. <laughs> Texas A&M or South Carolina. Uh, give me Texas A&M. Okay, good answer. Slide up to the 7 o'clock time slot. This game is going to be on ESPN. Number 18, the Tennessee Volunteers will travel to Austin and take on the Texas Longhorns. I think Texas is kind of on a slide. They're on a hot streak right now, but I don't think they're that good. Tennessee needs to win. Uh, give me UT. D- uh, excuse me. Tag, duh. Give me Tennessee. <laughs> I'm actually going to take Texas on this one, I think. I I think Tennessee's a little overrated. They struggled mightily against um, Florida at home. Uh, 
I think it was on Wednesday, and te- Texas is playing at home, so I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Horns Dylan's now. going with uh, Tennessee. Give me UTK, that. not UTA. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to take Texas. Texas is kind of rolling hot. I don't like Tennessee at all this season, so give me the Longhorns. As much as I want to do horns down, i got to get the horns up this weekend. <laughs> Moving up to the 5 o'clock time slot on SEC Network, we've got Georgia traveling to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. Tickets to that game are t- low as $10, and I'm rolling with the Commodores. I'm going Commodores on this one. I'm going to go old Dandy Vandy and Scotty Pippen Jr. I'm going to take Vandy as well. Vandy. Gre- great win for Georgia last week, by the yeah. way. I don't think that <laughs> they can win twice in the SEC back-to-back. Um, still in the 5 o'clock time slot, this game's on ESPN2. Mississippi State's going to travel to – oh, my gosh, where is it? Texas Lubbock. Tech. Lubbock, right? Yep. I was yes. thinking it's down. Uh, Texas yeah, Tech, uh, number 13 in the country. Thomas Lynn, who you got? I like Texas Tech this season. Uh, really good defensive team. But I'm actually going to go – this is going to be my upset of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I'm going to go Mississippi State. I like that pick, actually. Go on. In the Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech beat Mississippi State this year, and I think that trend continues. I'm giving you the Red Raiders. Sure. I'm taking the Red Raiders as well. Yeah, I'm going to roll with you, Thomas Lynn. I think I'm going to take Mississippi State. I think Texas Tech probably should win. Uh, I, mean, I, know, I know they should win, but uh, Mississippi State's had flashes. They've been good at times this year. Yeah. Uh, we're still at the 5 o'clock time slot. This game's on ESPN, and it should be. Uh, number 12, Kentucky's going to travel to Lawrence and take on the number five Kansas Jayhawks. Rock Chalk, I'm taking the Jayhawks. Rock Chalk, baby, give them Jayhawks. Kansas is, I think it said 12-0 at home. They've got a dude by the name of Acho, I don't even know how you pronounce this, Agbaji. Dude dropped 30-plus this past week against Texas Tech. I'm going to go Kansas Jayhawks in this one. I'm going to go Kansas as well. Feels like that feels like that would be a pretty easy pick. Uh, sliding up to three o'clock time slot, ESPN two. We got about ten more minutes, so we're gonna try to run through these. Uh, Oklahoma State's gonna travel to Gainesville, take on Florida. Neither team's ranked. You can get into that game for sixteen bucks, and I'm rolling with Oklahoma State. I'm gonna take Florida in this one. Florida, go Pokes. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. Uh, Florida's still without Colin Castleton, so that was I'm my going with the Cowboys. My, my thoughts exactly. Exactly. Slide, uh, stay in the staying in the three p.m. time slot on ESPNU. Cheapest. Ticket in the SEC Big 12 Challenge this weekend. Kansas State at Ole Miss. You can get into the Sandy and John Black Pavilion for $3. K-State at Ole Miss. Who you got, Jake? Uh, big fan, Kermit Damis. I know I'm, I know how much you hate the one three one defense. I I'm do. a I big fan it. of it. If you run it right, it's very tough to beat. Right. So give me Ole Miss. Hotty toddy. I want to go Ole Miss just because they're playing at the Pavilion. Ole Miss is just really not good this year, and I'm going to roll with K State. That's just that's just, just unimpressive. They've got one SEC win. Um, they flashes of being a tough team to play, though. Cool. I'm still taking They're Kansas scrappy. State. Scrappy. <laughs> oh, here's a fun one, uh, everyone. If you're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM here in Auburn, Alabama, you might want to turn up the dial and just probably grin at this one. Uh, number three time, the, the three o'clock time slot on ESPN is going to be number four Baylor traveling to T Town to take on Alabama. That game. It features the number four team in the country, and you can get in the doors for $33. Just putting that out there at Coleman Coliseum. I uh, think we should go around the table on this one, but Jake, I'll let you start. Baylor. That's it. Just That's all I need to say. Da Bears. This just feels like one of those games that Alabama's going to win. Gonna win. Alabama, like, they lose to Georgia. They lose to Davidson. They lose to Missouri. They've beaten Gonzaga. It just feels like one of those games, so I'm going to go with Alabama. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. 
probably is one of those games, but I'm going to take Baylor by 15-plus um, because I don't think it's one of those games at I all. Mean, I hope <laughs> it's not one of those games. It just um, has that feeling. But, uh, okay. And that's not that's, – there's no bias. In that. I just think Baylor's a, signif- a light years better than ba- than Alabama. Oh, um, Slide up to the 1 o'clock time slot. We've got – this is a fun game. West Virginia is going to travel to Fayetteville, take on the Hogs. That's at Bud Walton Arena on ESPN2. Who we got? We'll start with Thomas Lynn here. I'm going to go with Arkansas. They're getting on a little hot streak they right now. They are hot right so now. So, I'm going to go with Arkansas. Woo-pig. Woo-pig. Yeah, I'm going to go with Arkansas as well. West Virginia lost on Wednesday night to who Auburn's playing Saturday. Oklahoma. Oklahoma by 10. That was at home, too. Yeah, So uh So, give me, give me the woo-pig suey. I'm going to take Arkansas, but I do want to put this one up as an honorable mention for probably second most fun game to watch this. Uh, I would agree. That, uh, tomorrow. Yep. Uh, behind, obviously, I think Kentucky, Kansas. We all agree, but I think that's going to be a really fun one. Uh, West Virginia's always a really good team. Arkansas's, I mean, Musselman's got them clicking again. But I'm going with the Hogs. Staying at the one o'clock time slot. ESPNU. We've got Mizzou traveling to number 23 Iowa State, and uh, let's start with Dylan. Oof. I'm gonna go Iowa State. I know Missouri can be a tough team at points, but I'm, I'm gonna go Iowa State. Missouri's tougher at home. I would say Missouri's tougher at home. Plus, uh, I like Iowa State. You got got a root for the Tyrese Halliburton alma mater. There you go. Um, so give me Iowa State. I'm gonna go Iowa State in this one. I think they're gonna take care of business pretty easy. I'm gonna go ahead and close it out. Cyclones around the board. So congratulations, Missouri. You will win tomorrow. Um, <laughs> let's see. We're gonna jump the Auburn slot and come back to it in a second. We're actually gonna have a good amount of time. By that I mean like five minutes probably. Uh, number 19 is gonna travel to TCU at 11 a.m. That's going to be on ESPN2. You can get into the doors of that game for 38 bucks. And uh, let's uh, let's see. Dylan, why don't you start again? I'm going to go with the Go Tigers. LSU. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing about Dylan picking these games is I think he just picks the team he likes better. I like TCU a lot more than I like LSU. That's fair. There's one athlete, though, I like at LSU, though. Okay, moving on. Go on, Jake. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with LSU as well, um, not just because I like LSU or a single athlete at LSU. Uh, simply, I just think LSU is a much better basketball team than what TCU is. I'm TCU's gonna... due for their one big win this year, though. Go on. That's true. They have one every every single year. <laughs> I'm going to go with LSU in this one just because they, started, they got on that three-game losing streak in the SEC, and they still have a lot to prove and if they want to get into March Madness. So, uh, they don't need to get on another losing streak, especially to a team like TCU. Auburn fans, you can thank me later because I'm going to go ahead and uh, make sure that this this uh, this happens. Uh, I'm going to take LSU. Um, so Auburn fans, when LSU loses to TCU and we're all wrong tomorrow, uh, there's another spot, another game cushioning. Just got to take a picture of us doing the Horn Frog. <laughs> hey, I like the Horn Frog thing. That's cool. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Um, you know, it's not cool. The five schools that have this. That's fair. Yeah, whatever that thing is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Most important game here in Auburn, Alabama, in, in our market, uh, is going to be tomorrow here on the Plains. Number one Auburn. This is the first time I've got to say this on live air. Number one Auburn. Number one. Host. Feels you, good. You, you, want, you want to say it? I'll, no, I'll, I'm going to say it, and then you're going to get to say it. Okay, go. Number one Auburn plays host to Oklahoma tomorrow. The number one team in the country of the United States of America is recited in Auburn, Alabama, and they play this Saturday at 1 o'clock against Oklahoma. Yeah, doesn't it just feel good? It, felt it feels amazing. so amazing. Because <laughs> I just said the same thing. That's, no, we, we well, both, I know. We both wanted the chance yeah. here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 
It is your show. This. It is your show. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's start with uh, with Jake's. Uh, give us obviously you you know how how it works here. So, all right. So this is this is quite an interesting game. I think Oklahoma is a lot tougher team than what their record suggests, and especially Certainly their conference are. record suggests. Certainly are. Um, the biggest thing I think Auburn needs to rely on is their bench depth. As as much as it has all season, tomorrow is probably going to be more important for that. Um, when Oklahoma bench is scoring, they win the game. When they don't score, they've been losing. So, uh, like, they just got off a four-game losing streak. I think their bench averaged maybe 10 points a game when those four losses to Texas, uh, overtime to TCU, Kansas, and then Baylor, which, I mean, three of those teams, tough teams. Right. Don't get me wrong. But their bench, they were shooting 8% lower than they normally do in those games and almost 11% lower from three in those games as well. So who are you taking? So I'm going to take Auburn. It's going to be closer than you think it will be. Um, I'm going to go 75-70. Okay, Auburn. I like it. Uh, two minutes. Dylan, go ahead. Uh, I think, it's, like Jake says, it's going to be a closer game because I know Oklahoma's tough. But I think Jabari Smith has his like reve- revenge game. Bounce back after Mizzou. <clears throat> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. And, uh, I have Auburn winning. Like, let's go 80 to 70. 80 to 70, 10.1. Auburn coming off that tough game against Mizzou. And I I expect them to bounce back, but I think it's, they're not going to bounce back as a lot of people think they will. And because one reason is because this Oklahoma team is really good. They got a good win against West Virginia in their last game. So I'm going to go Auburn. We'll say – I'm going to say it's going to be more low score. I'm going to say like 73 to like 67. I like that pick. So we've got Auburn, 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 right? Yeah. I did it last week, so, I'm, so it's the curse is officially broken for me. Uh, I'm going to take Auburn. Um, I'm with I'm with Jake. Uh, closer than you think, and like kind of summing up whatever what all you guys said, Oklahoma is a much better team than a lot of people think they are right now. Uh, I like Auburn. I think we all agree usually a race to 80, 75 or 80 is yep. usually the race that Auburn wants to win. Uh, I like Auburn 81 76. Does that sound that sound something uh, reasonable? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. between like 4 and 8 point game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to that's going to do it for us today here on TNT in the morning. That's all the time we've got, sadly. But uh Dylan, Jake, thank you guys for being on per usual. Thanks of for having us. Enjoyed having it. Uh make sure you're following us on social media at TNT in the AM. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I almost forgot about the you're on Facebook. Yes, we are on Facebook. Uh, didn't uh, know that. I think I think I've tried to publish the Facebook page, the Instagram page of Facebook because that's like a feature you can do now. Oh, okay. um, that's always been a feature, but yeah. Okay, I'm just old. It's fine. <laughs> just not. Anyways, on behalf of myself, my co-host Thomas Lynn Murphy, Dylan Lark, Jake Gonzalez, I'm Harrison Tarr. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We'll see you guys same place, same time next week. Everybody have a safe weekend. See you guys next time. On behalf of myself and my co-host, Harrison Tarr, thanks for listening to TNT in the Mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.